Natasha Torres. I'm a spinning teacher, a recovering academic, and the founder of SheepSpot, where we're on a mission to revolutionize spinning education by using the power of online courses and communities to help spinners make more yarns they love and enjoy every step of the process. These days, I can make just about any yarn I can imagine, but believe me, I was not a natural spinner. Now, many skeins and hand-spun projects later, spinning allows me to express myself creatively and quiet my mind no matter how crazy the world around me gets. I created this podcast to give you both a clear strategy to become a skilled, confident, and versatile spinner, and lots of quick, actionable tactics that will level up your yarn making quickly and easily. If you're an inquisitive hand spinner, you are in the right place. And I'm so glad that you're here. Do you know why bobbin lead wheels have take up even if you completely remove the brake band? Do you know why you have to increase the tension on your brake band as your bobbin fills? I will be solving those mysteries in this episode. Hello there, darling Sheep Spotter. Welcome to episode 87 of the Sheep Spot podcast. I am Sasha, and my job is to help you make more yarns you love. I am not a very mechanically inclined person, and it took me a long time to really understand how spinning wheels work. I think it might have been Henry Ford who said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Um, Henry Ford may have been, and indeed was, a virulent anti-Semite who gave Hitler some of his ideas. That is a true story. But in this case, he was actually correct. A lot of the problem was my mindset. I thought I couldn't understand it, so I didn't understand it. But after taking many classes on wheel mechanics with different teachers and doing a lot of research, I now understand two things about how wheels work that stumped me for years. Number one, why bobbin lead wheels have strong take-up and why you need to increase the bobbin, the tension as the bobbin fills. These are two separate questions. Um, They're somewhat related, but they're separate questions. And I want to issue the caveat here that I am neither an engineer nor am I a physicist, so I'm going to explain these in as untechnical terms as possible, but this is the best of my understanding. So here goes. Engineers and physicists, be kind. Um, So the first mystery has to do with drive systems. And your drive system is the particular way that your drive band on a treadle wheel the particular way that your drive band attaches to the flyer bobbin array. Um, So basically, your drive band can turn either the flyer or the bobbin, or both. In any wheel with a bobbin and a flyer, a bobbin flyer array, uh, in order for your yarn to take up onto the bobbin, your bobbin and your flyer have to be rotating at different speeds. In a flyer-led or scotch-tension wheel, the drive band is attached to the flyer. In other words, it goes around a whirl, 
W-H-O-R-L, that is attached to the flyer. So the flyer rotates at a certain rate as the drive wheel turns. And to ensure that the bobbin and the flyer turn at different speeds for take-up, in scotch tension, there's a cord or a band over the bobbin to slow it down. While you're spinning, your yarn tethers your bobbin to your flyer. In other words, the flyer leads the bobbin. That's why we call this kind of wheel a flyer-led wheel. Um, But when you release the tension on your singles to let the yarn onto the bobbin, the brake band slows down the bobbin and voila, take-up happens. Now, in a bobbin-led or Irish tension wheel, the drive band is attached to the bobbin and there's a brake band over the flyer. So while you're spinning, your yarn tethers the flyer to the bobbin so that the flyer is turning at the same rate that the bobbin is turning. Um, And that's why we call these wheels bobbin-led because the bobbin leads the flyer. Um, And when you ease up on the tension on your yarn to let your yarn wind onto the bobbin, the flyer slows because it is braked by the brake band. But... If you've ever spun on a bobbin-led wheel, like the Louette S10, you know that even if you take the brake band completely off the flyer, you still get take-up. In other words, you don't actually need the brake band to ensure that when you let your singles wind onto the bobbin, the flyer and the bobbin are rotating at different speeds. So how can that be? That was the piece that I just could not figure out. Well, and I learned this from Alden, Amon, uh, uh, Alden Amos's big book of hand spinning, which sadly is out of print. Um, the flyer, and the, here's where I get into really non-technical terminology. The flyer just wants to go slower than the bobbin. I'm not sure exactly why this is, but I suspect it's because the flyer encounters more wind resistance than the bobbin does as it turns, um, and that's why, that, that is why flyer-led wheels always have take-up, whether or not the flyers actually break, because the flyer just wants to go more slowly than the bobbin. Scotch tension wheels break the part of the flyer-bobbin array that naturally rotates faster than the flyer, which is why we can dial in the tension so precisely in scotch tension wheels. So because we are putting a brake on the part of the flyer bobbin array that wants to move more quickly than the flyer, um, we just get a bigger range of possible adjustments with that, st- with that drive system than we do with uh, a bobbin-led wheel. So that's why bobbin-led wheels always have take-up, brake band, or no brake band. Now, on to mystery number two. If you spin on a scotch tension or a double drive wheel, you may have noticed that as your bobbin fills, you need to increase the amount of pressure on your brake band. So why is this? And it has to do with inertia. So inertia is a property of matter by which it continues in its existing state of rest or uniform motion in a straight line unless that state is changed by an external force. 
But so that was a lot, but I'm now going to describe it to you as my seventh grade science teacher, Mr. Pecorino described it to me. Yes, he was named after a cheese. Um, and the way he put this, the law of inertia was objects in motion stay in motion. Objects at rest stay at rest and both will resist change. Both require an outside force to change them. So as your bobbin fills, it gets heavier and it acquires more mass. And mass is just the description of the amount of stuff in a thing, right? So as your bobbin, if you think about um, the outline of the ends of your bobbin, as your bobbin fills up, um, it just gets uh, more mass because the yarn fills in those spaces between the ends of your bobbin. Um, the longer, the stronger, sorry, the larger the mass, the stronger inertia gets. So the object in motion, in this case, is your bobbin, and it wants to stay in motion, um, and your full bobbin wants to stay in motion even more than your empty one did. Thus, more force, pressure from your brake band, is required to slow it down. And as we learned in our discussion uh, of mystery number one, you needed to slow down in order for take-up to occur. And that's why you need to increase pressure on your brake band as your bobbin fills. So today we talked about two mysteries of wheel mechanics that had me stumped for years. I really hope this helped you understand your wheel a little bit better. And if you are a physicist or engineer, I hope I haven't botched this explanation too badly. But please let me know where I've gone wrong if I have. There is a post in the flock, Cheap Spot's free online community for inquisitive hand spinners, where you can comment on and discuss this episode if you would like. I'd love to hear from you. I will link to it in the show notes, which you can find at cheapspot.com slash podcast slash episode 87. That's it for me this time. I will be back next time with another episode on my picks or best wheels for new spinners. In the meantime, go spin something. You know it will do you good. Have you joined the flock yet? The Flock is Sheepspot's free online community for inquisitive hand spinners. As a member, you'll get access to a complete library of podcast episodes, all the free resources I've created for the podcast, several self-guided challenges, our Friday spinning check-in, and more. Head to theflock.sheepspot.com to sign up.